Welcome to the Growth Mindset Gal podcast with your host, me, Allie Brooke. I help the everyday woman grow her mindset and spirituality in her daily life in order to break comparison to the Instagram perfect lifestyle. Join me as we navigate the stress and anxiety of our daily routines and reclaim our power to cultivate our most authentic life. Let's start romanticizing the mundane together. Hi, guys, and welcome back to the Growth Mindset Gal podcast with your host, me, Allie Brooke. Happy Mindful Monday, everybody. July is coming to a close. What happened to July? What happened? For all my teachers out there, let me tell you, August, it's its like the big Sunday scaries in it, but it's okay. It's all right. We're not going to look at August that way. What we're going to do is we're still going to enjoy our summer for whatever's left of it, Right? Don't look at it as everyone always says August is like the Sunday scariest for teachers the whole month. But you know what? Enjoy the rest of your summer. You deserve it. Okay. And I hope you guys are having a wonderful start to your week. And I am so excited to share this episode with you guys today. I was actually interviewed on this episode. I was interviewed by Shudesna Saha from the All Time Chatter podcast. Um, of, she's been on the podcast uh, like two years ago at this point. I think it was like episode 14. Again, I was actually a guest on her podcast. And we talked about you know how to help with student anxiety and things like that. And now we're shifting gears a little bit where this episode mainly talks about big life shifts and how to kind of find clarity in what you want to do versus what society has shown us the quote unquote right thing to do. So for example, Sudejna and I talk about how, how do we know if maybe in our twenties we should start getting married and having kids versus, you know, being single and how to do the pros and cons of that lifestyle and also kind of surrounding ourselves of our friends' opinions, our family's opinions on different life choices for what we want to see and the person that we want to become. And I think it's a really important conversation to share because that's kind of the age that we're at. What are we? What's the person we want to become? And do we want to then go into starting a relationship and then building a family? Or do we want to stay single and focus on our career, right? Because in our 20s, our friends and all of us, we're all different stages, right? Like, for example, I have some friends that are married with houses. I have friends that are engaged. I have friends that are in relationships. I have friends that are single and still live at home. And that's all those stages in life are totally fine. It's everyone's on their own timeline. And you got to figure out what phase in your life that you're in right now, what works best for you, right? That's the most important thing. And it's okay that you're at different stages of your life than your friends. It's okay that you're in different stages of your life than what your family was at at the age that you are now. So this episode is all about lifting the pressure of what you're quote unquote supposed to be doing at this age with societal norms and start to sit with yourself and figure out what do you actually want to do. Right. So, Sudeshna, thank you so much for having me on your podcast, the All Time Channel, or sorry, All Time Chatter Podcast, which is your channel. And um, all the links for her podcast and her Instagram is going to be linked in the show notes. Make sure to go follow her and let's dive into today's episode.
Hey, Growth Mindset Gang. Have you ever been super overwhelmed, anxious, or stressed in your life due to maybe your job, your relationships, your friendships, your family, and you have all this inner turmoil and it can seem like there is no way out? I felt that way. I remember when I was on the train to work one day and I had this super influx of anxiety and I didn't even know where it was coming from. And I would talk to my friends and family and significant others about it, but I needed something more. I needed to talk to a professional. And so I started going to therapy because I realized I shouldn't live like this and neither should you. So today's sponsor is brought to you by BetterHelp, which is here to help you. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. Talk to your therapist in a private online environment at your convenience. There is a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's 20,000 plus therapist network that gives you the access to the help that may not be available in your area. You just need to fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs, and then you get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. That is two days, you guys. Then you schedule a secure video and phone sessions. Plus you can exchange unlimited messages and everything you share is completely confidential. I actually used BetterHelp when I started my therapy journey. It was one of the first options I looked at because I felt like I was so busy all the time. When would I have time to go to find a therapist and then go to therapy? And I remember I took a very simple questionnaire and they matched me with a therapist. She was super helpful and useful. And I was able to text her whenever I was feeling anxious. And I was like, this is amazing, right? And I know therapy can be a little intimidating at first and it kind of feels like dating and you kind of go through the different aspects and motions of it. But with BetterHelp, if you're not feeling the therapist that they gave you, they will switch it up and find someone better for you. So it takes the stress from you with finding a therapist that works. And you can request a new therapist at no additional charge at any time. So join the 2 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. And let me tell you, from my own experience with therapy, it is so amazing to talk to a professional about your anxiety and have them kind of go through specific scenarios and conversations with you so you don't feel alone and they give you helpful tools in order to take on and combat your overwhelm, your anxiety, and your stress because you guys know we shouldn't be living like this and we shouldn't be living stuck in our own heads and we should enjoy life and talking to a professional can definitely help with us to switch our perspective and grow our mindset. You can get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash the growth mindset gal. That's better com slash the growth mindset gal. That link is going to be in my show notes. And if you're interested in therapy, this would be a beautiful, wonderful first step to see if this can work for you. And I hope you guys enjoy these services that it provides. And I hope that it helps you in your mindset journey. So hello, Ali. Welcome back in here. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me back. How are you? 
I'm good too. You know, the last time we did, we did two years ago and mm -hmm. it was a lot related to your profession, your teaching life, how to deal with anxiety and getting a lot of uh, like uh, tips from you on how to deal with these things. Mm -hmm. I did it on Anchor last time. Now it's on Spotify for podcasters. So this is also my first time doing it. Mm hmm. Yeah, I know. It's uh they had like the big shift between Anchor and then it shifted to like Spotify for podcasters. So it's a new platform and I'm just so excited to have the conversation with you today. Yes. So Ali, would you like to introduce yourself in here? Sure. So my name is Ali Brooke. I host the Growth Mindset Gal podcast and I am an educator. I teach middle school social studies here in New York. And I started posting about my journey uh, because of the pandemic. And it really was kind of an awakening for me, especially my mindset, because I was really in a low place. And so I figured I enjoyed listening to podcasts while I was in that, you know, zone of my mindset. And it really helped me kind of get through it. So I was like, you know what, maybe I should then start a podcast to also help people going through what I'm going through. Um, I have chronic anxiety. So I started going to therapy because of that. And it was definitely amplified during the pandemic. So I was taking the teachings I learned from therapy and also reading self-development books, listening to other podcasts and kind of sharing my mindset journey with everyone else, seeing if it just helps them as well. And I just enjoy making episodes. I make them every Monday. It's Mindful Monday. And I'm just sharing with people, the everyday person just going through their normal life, how to improve their mindset. So they're no longer, you know, in this victim mentality and switching from how can I use failures how can I use mistakes as opportunities and grow from them rather than stay there wow so like uh once you started it like way before when we were also doing podcasting I was also there I became very inactive after like before like two years and you are still posting it right now didn't you ever thought like inactiveness or less productivity came into your mind before posting it like you were never inactive in this podcast journey but like I've seen other podcasters when I check their Instagram, they don't have any posts there. The post is like of three eighteen weeks before, like mm -hmm. my same thing, which happened with me. So what about you? You still haven't been inactive. You're still posting daily. You're still so productive on this field. Why so? And how you're doing it? I love that question. Thank you. It's definitely been a challenge because I understand it too. During the school year, it's like creating content is, it can be a lot sometimes. So what I always learn is consistency, that no matter what you're creating, whether it's a podcast or just content creation, YouTube channel, whatever that it is that you're sharing a message for and you're you know, visible online and social media is always consistency. So I always made sure there was a specific day during the week that I would create, you know, either my podcast or posting on my Instagram. And it's just little snippets of just what I've learned throughout the week. So for example... If I'm just doing a solo podcast, I usually record it like the Sunday, like the day before. And I'd be like, okay, what did I learn this week? Or what did I gain from therapy? What did I learn from maybe um, a self-development book? What have I learned this week that I can share with people? 
right? So that's why I always want to have it on a daily, ba- on a weekly basis, just so people have something to start off their week with. Because I always like that too. If I'm consuming content, I like seeing something, you know, on a weekly basis. If I have guests come on, you know, they sign up for an appointment. And then usually if let's say we record on a Tuesday, that following Monday is when their episode comes out. So I always make sure I spend time during the week planning my content. So if I'm posting on my Instagram, I have like a little um, planner because I like to write things down. Um, I always plan things for the week. Okay, so this week's coming up. I can maybe post at least three things. I always give myself at least three days. So maybe Monday, Wednesday, Friday is when I post. The weekends I don't post. And then Tuesdays and Thursdays I don't post. So usually Mondays are content about the podcast coming out. And then Wednesdays are usually like a mindful reel that I create. And then Fridays is usually like the snippet of the podcast that came out, something that was, you know, really would resonate with people. That's kind of the rotating schedule that I have. And so I really think it's important that people content batch it's called. So like you choose a specific day and you just make all of your content and you plan it out for the week that way, because the weeks get crazy right? And we have very busy lives. So I want to make sure that I want to be consistent with it. So let me plan it out where some people are like, oh, when I feel inspiration, that's when I'll post. And that's all well and good. If you have a lot of free time, like I'm kind of more like that during the summer when I'm off from the school year. But if you are, you know, in college, if you have a full-time job, definitely planning out your content keeps you on that consistent basis. Cause sometimes it does get really hard, right? And you get really busy or you lose, you know, motivation and stuff like that. That's completely normal. And being consistent is really important. However, if you need, you know, a month, a year to take a break from social media, that's also fine because guess what? Being consistent is really important, but also you want to make sure you're putting out content that you enjoy and that's going to help others, right? You're not just posting just to post. Um, So if you need to take a break, that's also totally fine. And guess what? The audience that you have, they're still going to be there when you come back. Like for example, with you, you took, you know, a year off and, or a year or two off, and then you're coming back to it. And I was a guest previously, and I'm still an audience member for you too. So the audience stays. So I don't want you also to feel, well, if I'm creating social media content, I don't want to like leave for a month and then I'm going to lose all my followers. That's, that's not the case at all, because you want to make sure that you're good right? So if you need to take a break and have some time for yourself and then come back, you know, full swing, ready to go, showing content that is really impactful, that's then definitely the better option. So it's kind of like you kind of have to see where you're at in life. Are you able to, you know, plan by, you know, weekly or even monthly all of your content? Or do you need to maybe take a break, really batch everything together? And then once you come back in full swing, then you can start, you know, posting and sharing everything. Wow. So, you know, like two years is a very long time. Like Mm -hmm. previously when I had you, my questions were kind of like, uh, I used to, you know, see other people's podcasts and used to get an idea of what questions to ask. I even used to see your podcast and like, okay, she had this guest over. So let me incorporate some questions from her podcast so that I can guess I ask my new guest over. Mm -hmm. But now it's like two years, my level of sense, my maturity has also grown a lot. Mm -hmm. So wanted to my this episode to be a little unique 
Mm -hmm. So I would like to ask you this question, but before okay. I ask, I would like to tell you a situation in here. So yeah. in India, like, you know, like we have a lot of population in here. Mm -hmm. So people living in my country usually uh, get married early or maybe 25 or 30, but they get married. Like no one stays alone mm -hmm. or single for the entire life. Even people who are in the 60s, majority of them don't stay alone. They mm -hmm. either, if they're staying alone, like they're not married, they don't have kids. So they are sent to an old age home we mm -hmm. call it uh ashram kind of thing in hindi mm -hmm. uh, and uh, like they're sent to old age home where they pay money and then people take care of them mm -hmm. so, and in us i think so maybe kind of parents stay together like partners stay together in their old lifetime and everything so my question to you is this that do you think that should you live alone or with a partner like what is right what is wrong what is okay and what's the entire scenario in us and what according to you is okay like do you think like you can live your entire life alone without getting married without having kids and you know in my country if you stay alone or if you decide not getting married people will say that you will like some people say that you will just get mad because how can you just stay alone for your entire life in your house without any companion, mm -hmm. without your partner or anything? So what's it up to you? What well, do you think a, about it? That's a good question because even yes, in the US, it's um a little bit similar where, especially with my generation, which are the millennials, we're kind of going through this shift of do I get married just to get married? So quote unquote, I'm not alone. It's kind of the same thing with kids. My generation is choosing. Some of us want to have kids. Some of us don't want to have kids. And then there's kind of, like you said, that judgment of, oh, like, why aren't you married by this certain time? Why don't you have kids by this certain time? And for me, I always say, do whatever works best for your life. Because at the end of the day, at the end of your life, it's you. Right. And I always think having the relationship with yourself and you knowing what you want in this life is the most important. What's going to make you happy at the end of the day? And so if that's getting married and having children, if that's what you want to do with your life, go for it. Enjoy it. If you want to maybe get married, but then don't have any kids, you and your partner both decide we don't want to have kids, then that's the path for you. Right. So or if you don't want to get married and you want to be single for the rest of your life or maybe not be officially married, but kind of be in relationship and things like that, because I know a lot of people, some have been together for like 45 years. They just never got married. You know what I mean? So but they're still, you know, in partnership. So it really depends on what you want to do and what works best for you. Because if you're going to live your life to other people's judgment, their standards, that's where the regret seeps in. So let's say, you know, you got married and, but you weren't really sure about it, but you still, you just got married anyways, because it's, you know, especially as women we're like, oh, well that's, you know, the path, right? That's what we've been always taught. Mm -hmm. But then I know a lot of my friends specifically, a lot of their parents are starting to get divorces later in life because they got married, but they just thought that was what they were supposed to do. And then unfortunately it built up resentment and they got divorced, right? Mm -hmm. So it's really important to, when you're at this kind of life decision, cause you know, in your twenties, mid twenties, late twenties, early thirties, it's kind of when you're deciding what life is going to be. What do you want your life to be like? And I think in previous generations, they kind of were spoon fed and taught kind of like we were that this is the only path you can do to be happy. So then you just put your blinders on and that's just what you did. But now we're starting to realize 
maybe that kind of lifestyle isn't for everyone and that's okay. So everyone, I believe everyone's on their own timeline. So if you're not at a certain point in your life, whether it's relationships, whether it's career, whether it's kids, if you're not in the same timeline as everyone else, it doesn't mean you're a bad person. It doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong, right? Everyone's on their own path and whatever you want to do will eventually come too, right? As long as you're following what you believe in. Because even in um, the United States, right? We have, they're called nursing homes where, you know, elderly, they go into nursing homes, right? We don't really have the multi-generational homes like we used to anymore. So a lot of, you know, older people in the U.S., they go to nursing homes. And like you said, the people are there to, you know, take care of them and things like that. So it's kind of like, what do you want to do and where do you want to end up in life? And if you're kind of sitting here and you're like, I don't really know what I want, it's important to really sit with yourself, maybe take out a journal and be like, where do you see your life in maybe even 10 years? Something as simple as that. Do you want to, you know, be married? Do you want to have kids? Where do you want to be in your career? What's going to make you happy? And everyone's always like, oh, that's so much easier said than done. And it's true. It is easier said than done. But in the long run, how do you want to see yourself? What is actually going to fundamentally make you happy? And people get scared because they're like, oh, what's my family going to say? What are my friends going to say? And it is scary. I used to be very, you know, nervous of like my parents' approval and stuff like that because I love my parents and I want to, you know, I want to make them happy. I'm their daughter, right? But at the end of the day, you have to realize once you're in your 20s and th- I mean, you're an adult. So you mm-hmm. have to start making adult decisions of what's going to make you happy. And I know everyone says, oh, don't think what other, you know, don't care what other people think about you. And again, easier said than done. It's very difficult not to care about what your family's opinions are, what your friend's opinions are on your life course. But when you actually sit down with yourself and you realize you find the clarity of what do I actually want to do with my life? And you feel Mm -hmm. so good about that decision their opinions, they're going to still matter. They're going to still hurt a little bit and, you know, sting if they're not, you know, favorable opinions. But then you realize, you know, they're entitled to their opinion, but it's your life. So at the end of the day, if you want to do certain things with your life, it's up to you because at this point, you know, in our 20s and our 30s, we're adults. And I know it can be difficult, especially um, surrounding, you know, different cultures and things like that. I mean, I grew up, you know, Roman Catholic, I'm Italian and, you know, we, it's very strict on, you know, get, oh, get married in a Catholic church, you know, do all your sacraments and things like that. And if you want to follow your faith in your community, that's fantastic if that's something you want to do. So you really have to sit with yourself and navigate of, where's what's your next step if 10 years is too much because that could be like whoa I don't even know what I'm doing tomorrow (laughs) it could be like okay where do I see myself at the end of this year it's July Mm -hmm. right so where do I see myself in six months with my career with my relationships with my family with my friends and really start to think of what's going to lead me to a happy and fulfilling life because that's what we're all kind of striving for but if you stay stuck in the people's opinions and you stay stuck in that fear and then you just do what people tell you to do because you're afraid maybe of the opinions that are going to be thrown at you down the road is where you're going to feel the the you know resentment and being miserable and stuff like that 
So it's just very important with that specific scenario is to figure out what you actually want and then go from there. You know, when you said like, uh, definitely your life matters to you and people's, you should not listen to other people's opinion at the end. Like it's a big decision to get married. Mm -hmm. And you know Mm -hmm. what happens? Like I've seen people around me, like I'm 20, but like I've seen people who are older than me, like 25 or 26. That's like the prime age when people go and Mm -hmm. get into a relationship or start getting married because they think that they're getting older. Mm -hmm. So what they do is they just get married to anyone just to, be with the partner instead of being alone for the entire life so they just go into anyone and then they are just not in a happy relationship maybe they try to adjust some get into divorce but some don't get into divorce so they just stretch it you know for the entire life Mm-hmm. and they're upset with their partners for the entire life but they're stuck so they can't get divorced because mm-hmm. they're just stuck and they're thinking like what if I leave him or her in between then who is going to be with me at 35 at 36 so they just stretch till 60 and then they're upset and then things mm-hmm. happen they die and this is how it continues in here I have seen very less single people like people who live individually who are 60 and they don't even have partners or child but honestly like I've never seen a person living like that I've always seen a collective family no Mm -hmm. matter if they're happy or sad but they stay together just to just for the fear that they're not living alone Mm -hmm. have you like seen anyone in the U.S. like living like that just alone and not with anyone else they have friends and all but they're Mm -hmm. like not married and they don't have any idea of getting married Yeah, I do see that, you know, not in my own personal circle of friends, but just in like society in general. I do see people um, in the United States, you know, being single and stuff like that. And again, you know, that's then their choice, you know, Mm -hmm. and but even still in the US, like you said, the quote unquote societal normal age of like being in relationships and getting married is around like the mid to late 20s. And then people start having children around their 30s or even late 20s and 30s and stuff like that. And so it's pretty similar in that sense. But when people, you know, decide to be single and stuff like that, again, that's their choice. So if they want to do that, if they are living a fulfilling life in that in that way, then that's on them. You know, there's not really one right or wrong way to, you know, live your life. It's kind of like, what do you want? I mean, like I said, as long as you're not, you're not harming anybody else or harming yourself, there's no right or wrong way to choose the way that you want to live. So I know actually a few people, now that I'm actually thinking about it, I do know a few people that they're like in their fifties and they're single um, and they live, you know, in their own apartment and they're traveling the world. And, but that's the lifestyle that they wanted. Cause you know how many people have asked them, oh, like, why aren't you married? You never wanted kids, da, 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 yeah. you know? And that just wasn't the lifestyle for them. And, but the lifestyle for them was being single and enjoying their life, you know, traveling around the world, going on vacations all the time. And that's what they enjoy. Right. And that's up to them. And again, it's like, cause they figured that out. They sat with themselves and they're like, what do I want to do? What's actually going to make me happy? Because I'm, let me tell you right now, that person, because I do, I, I know them and they, from what I've seen, they seem to be enjoying their life. You know what I'm saying? And it's not like they're alone. 
they still have family. So they go to all the family and they go to all the birthday parties. They have a bunch of nieces and nephews. And that's kind of where like, you know, oh, not having children and things like that. They have their nieces and nephews that they spoil let me tell you <laughs> right <laughs> um and then they even take like their nieces and nephews on those vacations with them and things like that and sure there may be times where they're lonely i mean everyone's always lonely at some point sometimes even when you're in a relationship you can feel very lonely right but again what's going to work for you that's mm-hmm. the most important thing so for that specific person that lifestyle worked for them. I also know a lot of people that got married, you know, maybe in their mid twenties, um, they're starting to have kids now and they're very happy with that. They enjoy having a partner. They enjoy building a family, right. And, you know, having a wonderful family unit and extending the family and, you know, being um, heavily involved with their grandparents, their aunt and uncles and stuff like that. Like, for example, you know, my sister, she just had a baby last year and, you know, he's the cutest little thing. And I'm his godmother. So, you know, cause I'm his aunt and we have such a, as a family unit, have so much fun, like building those memories with him. Cause he's almost one years old and having that nice family unit. Right. So there's pros and cons, right. Of each type of lifestyle someone's going to choose. And so you have to sit with yourself and be like, okay, what do the pros outweigh the cons? So for example, if someone wants to, you know, live on their own and be single, right. Um, the mm-hmm. pros of that, right? Like I said, having money to just travel the world and go on all these vacations and stuff like that and living in an apartment rather than having a house, right? Because we know owning a house too is expensive. Owning a house, things break all the time and you got to repair them. It's a, it's a huge responsibility. But when you have rent an apartment, you're just paying rent. And if something breaks, you call the mm-hmm. landlord and they fix it, right? But then a lot of the cons could be like people always say, oh, aren't you lonely? Don't you wish you had someone with you? Do you regret not having kids, right? That's all kind of the cons that are swirling around in our society. And then on the opposite side, when people, like you said, when they get married maybe too soon, or maybe they have kids too soon, they weren't ready, but that was just like the thing that they wanted. Down the road, a lot of resentment starts to build up, right? So And then also having a family is expensive. Owning a house is expensive. Children are expensive, right? And so that's kind of what the people who choose the single life, that's what they kind of always say, right? So there's pros and cons of any type of lifestyle. So you have to really sit with yourself and journal out. Okay, this is the life married with kids. What are the pros and cons? Okay, this is the life of being single and having your career and pros and cons which lifestyle works best for you. And if people do have their strong opinions, right? You don't have to shut them out and be like, no, you're wrong. This is my life. Leave me alone, whatever. It's really important to say, like, I understand where you're coming from. I understand your opinion. You want me to be happy. You want me to enjoy my life. The This is the way I'm going to enjoy my life. And I really want you to be involved in that version of my life. I, w- I want to still, you know, be around and have you be involved in my life right? Because a lot of the times it causes a lot of friction between, you know, the family opinions. Like for example, with me, I'm moving away from my family. My boyfriend and I, Nate, we're moving. I live on Long Island right now and I live around New York City. And then New York State also has a big portion of it's called upstate. And so that's where Nate's family lives. 
And so we're moving upstate um, to be near his family. And to also, it's just a slower pace of life. It's more suburban. It's more rural because New York City, it's the hustle life. It could, it's, you know, it's very, it could be very exhausting and anxiety inducing. So we're making the shift to move upstate to just have a different lifestyle. Let me tell you, if you thought my family was happy about that at first, you would be wrong because they were upset because at the end of the day, it wasn't really... When people share their opinions, it's nothing against you. It's really some, they're projecting something from themselves, right? Mm-hmm. So for my parents, they were not excited at first because they're going to miss me. I'm leaving the family mm-hmm. in, in that way. You know what I'm saying? I'm moving away because my sister lives like six minutes from my parents. So I, yeah, I'm moving three hours away. But obviously I can still come visit and things like that. I'm like not moving away and like never seeing them again. Obviously I'm going to come down and visit. But at first, even the same thing with my sister, they were very like, oh, you know, like I'm leaving them. They're going to miss me. So anytime I talked about moving upstate, they always brought, oh, what if you can't get a job? What if you don't like it there? What if you're miserable? Bah, bah, bah. Like they were sharing their opinions and it did. It made me very upset because I'm like, I just want your support in this lifestyle change. Um, and they were being very, you know, negative about it, but then they do the whole, oh, we're just being your parents. We're looking out for you. And I get that because that's what parents do. You want to make sure their kids are happy and healthy and safe. Right. So there was one day where I was talking to them about, you know, doing interviews and looking for jobs. And they're like, yeah, but what if you can't find a job? That was like their big anchor of their opinion. What if you can't find a job? And so mm-hmm. I was, I honestly got a little, you know, exhausted of having this conversation. So I told them, I was like, listen, this conversation's not productive. So I'm going to, you know, I was going to my sister's house after their house. And I was like, I'm going to go to my sister's and because this conversation is not productive. So, I, and I, I left and I went to my sister's house later on that day, my uh, mom and dad called me on the wall she, she texted me she goes hey can we call you and I was like yeah you can call me and they called me and they called to apologize and say hey like we're really sorry about like overwhelming you and we just want to make sure you're like it's the right decision you know all that stuff and I told him I was like I understand you're just like looking out for me but that's not what I need from you right now what I need from you right now is to support me in this decision Right. Because I told him, I was like, it's already stressful enough. I am under a lot of stress trying to find a job. And you constantly berating me about it is not making the situation better. And they're like, no, yeah, we understand. We had a whole conversation about it. So it's very important to set boundaries too when you're talking about big life transitions like you're talking about whether it's getting married and having kids maybe it's moving to a new city maybe it's switching careers whatever the big life transition is it's really important when you're sharing that with people to also set boundaries because everyone's going to have an opinion no matter what right everyone's going to have an opinion about what you're doing good or bad so it's very important to when you're sharing telling people what you need from them right now like I need you to support me in this decision Okay. Or I'm not going to talk about it with you or you won't be involved, involved in the process, but I want you to be involved in the process. I want you to help me in this transition, whatever, whatever it may be a new career, moving marriage, kids, whatever it is, because what happens a lot of the times we get angry and we get defensive and we're like, no, I don't want to talk to you anymore. And it causes a lot of friction. So that's why a lot of people are afraid to make those transitions because they're afraid of the conflict. There doesn't always have to be a conflict, though. You can simply communicate a boundary with that transition that you're doing. And most of the time when you calmly have a discussion about it, 
it usually resolves itself and there are people's opinions they are like yeah maybe they don't necessarily agree with it but they'll support you through it because now every time I talk about moving upstate my parents are excited about it they can't wait to come visit and all those things because we had that conversation and I know deep down I found clarity that I want to move there because it's a better lifestyle for me where Long Island and New York City it's just it's too hectic it's very anxiety inducing it's not good for me this move is what's going to be good for me and sharing that with them made them understand like I'm not leaving you right I'm not leaving you behind it's because the environment that I'm living in is not good for me that's at the end of the day how you kind of have to present it sometimes wow loved your perspective like entirely when you talked about being single or getting married and everything like this is the type of like opinion like what I also feel about when you were talking about all of these things so yeah I'm just seeing of the remaining time we just have less so Ali we are ending like coming to the end of this episode and this conversation was literally focused on should you live alone or should you live with a partner what is like the middle ground or what people from across the globe think about it right so before we end this episode any two good advice from your side as your entire podcast is focusing on mindset growth and wellness so over the years what two advice would you like to share with our listeners with me that we should focus on to make our mindset peaceful Ooh, that's a great question. Um, well, yeah. one of the things with mindset and wellness and advice that I would give to people is your mindset is literally everything. So how you perceive the world is how the world's going to look to you. So if you are sitting in a very fixed mindset where you think, you know, you're the victim and bad things happen to you and, you know, you kind of come into this world with a certain set of skills and you can't improve or grow throughout your life that's what you're going to see. If you live in a world of scarcity and limits, that's what you're going to see in the world. But if you have a growth mindset where you see abundance, growth, and opportunity with whatever life throws at you, then that makes the shift, right? Your mindset is everything. How you take on the day is everything. Your habits are everything. Your daily habits of how you're going to take care of your mindset how you're going to take care of your body, right? Your physical wellness, your emotional wellness, right? Your spirituality wellness, that's all within your habits. And that goes into your mindset, which is everything. Advice number two that I would say is that I believe that everyone has a service or a purpose, right? You're not here for no reason, right? So it's really important to have a very good relationship with yourself, okay? And build a very strong relationship with yourself so you understand why you are here. What service are you going to provide? And a lot of us always focus on the external relationships, whether it's friends, our family members, significant others, right? We really heavily focus on that, which is really good. You should focus on that as well. But we neglect the self. We neglect what do we want? What kind of person do we want to be? What makes us happy and things like that? And we don't really enjoy sitting with ourselves a lot. But it's very important, especially in your 20s. That's a huge thing. So I'm 29. So I'm coming to the end of my 20s. It's really, really important in your 20s to get very comfortable with what you want in this life and who you want to be. 
because obviously you have your family ties, which is very important to have, and your friends and your significant other. But don't forget you also have yourself and to make sure to take care of yourself because when you take care of yourself, you can be of great service to your friends, your family, your significant other, to your community and stuff like that. But you can't pour from an empty cup. You know what I'm saying? So you got to make sure that you know who you are, you take care of yourself and you have a very good internal relationship. So that way your external relationships can also thrive as well. Well, I just like love listening to you for like long hours. Like you speak for a long time and you can like, you know, keep the conversation going. It's just so good to like listening to you. Like mm -hmm. I can ask one question and you can like stretch it and explain it so nicely from parts to parts. It's just so nice. Thank you. Yes. So love doing this, Ali, so much. And I wanted to thank Sudeshna from the All Time Chatter podcast for having me on. She asked such amazing questions because that's really what we think about, right? In our 20s, either early, mid to late 20s, even into our 30s of what do we want our life to look like? What's going to matter to us? And also the struggle of if this going to upset my family members? Am I making the right decision? Whether I want to get married and have kids or do I want to have, you know, maybe be married, but not, you know, have kids and be child free? Or do I just not even want to be married, maybe just be in a partnership or just be single and not have any kids? There's no right or wrong way to do your life. And I think it's so important, like I said, that she asked those questions because we're just fed all these different things that we're supposed to be doing, right? Especially as women, right? That we were told that, yeah, I'll go to school, go get an education, perhaps get a job, and then you need to get married and have children. And then that's, that's it. That's what life is. And that's great if you want that, right? I mean, my own personal opinion, I'm very excited to be married and have kids because that's what I want in my life. But that's not the path for everyone. And I see a lot of different stories online where, you know, especially just with women is either being a career woman or being a stay-at-home mom. And both are fine. I want you to know that. Both are okay. Because it's very, I always see it on social media all the time that's so polarized of either you're a career woman or your stay-at-home mom. And also, women, we can be both. We can have a career and then be there for our family. That's okay too, right? And so it doesn't have to be one or the other. And both are valid. Because I see a lot of shade on both sides of, oh, if you're just a career woman, you don't want to get married and have kids, does your life have purpose, right? We, we hear those hecklers all the time. Or if a woman wants to just be a stay-at-home mom, then people are like, oh, don't you want financial you know, independence? Don't you want more out of life? But remember, everyone on this earth has a purpose. And I shared that with Sudeshna, that you need to realize and think about what do you want your purpose in life to be? And so many people that I know, they love their purpose of being a mother. And that's enough. Some people I know love their purpose of being just enmeshed in their career, and that's okay. There's no right or wrong way to do something. And you need to sit with yourself 
to figure that out because you're going to get so many different opinions from your friends because your friends are at different stages and want different things. You're going to get so many opinions from your family members, from the lives they already lived, right? And you're also going to get so many opinions from social media. I see it all over TikTok and all over Instagram of what, you know, you should do. But what do you want to do? That's what matters. What do you want out of this life? And if you're not sure, now's the time to sit with yourself and think about what's actually going to make you happy down the road. And some people are going to like your decisions and some people aren't going to like your decisions. That's life. That's why I'm saying there's no right or wrong way to live your life because whether you want to move to a new city, start a new job. Maybe you don't want to get married just yet. You don't want to have kids just yet. Okay. Or you realize you don't want to get married at all. You don't want to have kids at all. That's all. Okay. Some people enjoy also getting married early and having kids early. And then down the road when they're like, apparently in their forties, then they live their best life. There's no right or wrong way to live their lives. The only wrong thing is pushing the agenda of your lifestyle on someone else. That we can't do. Now, maybe if a person is asking for advice, hey, what do you think I should do? You can say, hey, this is what I would do. But ultimately, it's your decision and what's going to make you happy. Because that's what we're trying to figure out in our life right now. Because right now, your 20s and your 30s, you're building your life. You're building it. And so you need to make the decisions for your life. You are an adult. And yes, you can seek advice from family members and friends. There's nothing wrong with that. But at the end of the day, it's what you want to do. And if it's going to upset some people because they just simply don't agree with it, tough. What's going to make you happy? And meaning, I know a lot of people sound, doesn't that sound selfish? What's going to make me happy? Well, that's an internal struggle that we need to deal with, right? But it's also not what's going to just make you happy because happy is very temporary, right? But more of like, what's going to make you live a fulfilling life? What's going to make you feel fulfilled and make you a better person? I feel like that's a better way of looking at it. What's going to make you a better person? And for me, the better decision to make me a better person was leaving Long Island in New York City and going to upstate to have just a slower lifestyle. That I feel like that's going to make me a better person. It's going to help with my anxiety. And that way, if it helps with my anxiety, I feel more at peace. And when I feel more at peace and not overwhelmed and exhausted, I'm going to thrive in my career, in my relationship with my friends, with my family. So what's going to make you a better person? Is making you a better person you finding a better job? Maybe going fully remote if that's an option. Is what's going to make you a better person being in a fulfilling relationship? Is what's going to make you a better person having children? Is it going to make you a better person deciding to be child-free? Is it going to make you a better person deciding you don't want to get married and maybe you'll have partners through your life? There's no right or wrong way. Okay. 
And I know it's very difficult not to be heavily influenced by the societal norms. But I feel like the millennials and Gen Z right after us, we're starting to critically think of what is normal? What is under the umbrella of societal normalcy? Because we're starting to think, hmm, what our previous generations have done, has that made them happy? And maybe you've seen it. Maybe it does make them happy. But maybe you've seen other societal norms that now you see it in your maybe your parents or even your grandparents, aunts and uncles, and you're like, see, they're miserable, though, because they did that. That maybe not necessarily mean you're going to be miserable in doing it because everyone has their own life. But I feel like we're starting to see the shift of, hmm, I don't have to be a certain thing by a certain time. I want to be that certain thing when it's correct, when it's the right timing to do it for yourself and for the life that you want to build. So please try your best not to feel invalidated when you share a life transition and maybe your friends don't agree with it or your family doesn't agree with it. They cannot, they, they're entitled to their opinion, but you're not entitled to listen to their opinion. You can maybe take it in as maybe you're making a pro and con list. Because at the end of the day, sometimes, most of the time, people are giving you their opinion and advice to try and maybe help you. They think they're helping you make a better decision, right? It's not always like nasty, unsolicited opinions, right? So you can, you know, say, you know, thank you for sharing your opinion. I understand where you're coming from. And then say, that's just not for me, right? So after this episode, take a minute and sit with yourself. What's going to make you a better person? Journal it out. Go from there. Like I said, it's July. So what's going to make you a better person within six months? What changes, what shifts are you going to make in your life that's going to make you a better person by the end of this year? If 10 years (laughs) is far too advanced, which is fair. And think about it. Hey, Growth Mindset Gang, have you been struggling with finding the right health and wellness products to help you with your fitness goals? Because I've been struggling with it lately. I have been looking for ways that I can grow muscle. I've been looking for ways to endure longer workouts, especially after a long day of work. And my true goal for my fitness journey is to just become a stronger and be able to survive (laughs) the end of the day workout. And I have found a fantastic health and wellness nutrition brand, First Form. First Form has such amazing products that really can help us on an individual level with our health and fitness goals. Some of my favorites that I've been trying out is the level one protein caramel latte. Let me tell you guys, it tastes amazing. And level one protein has helped me stay fuller longer. I've been putting it in my coffee in the morning because some days I wake up and I'm just not hungry right away. And unfortunately I have coffee and we all know having coffee on an empty stomach ain't it. So I started putting protein in my coffee to help fill me up 
So that way I don't get that anxiety crash midday if I'm just having coffee at first. And also I've been putting in my coffee the amazing salted caramel collagen powder. Oh my God, you guys. It tastes, first of all, also tastes amazing. And I can even tell the difference between my hair, skin, and nails. My skin has definitely looked clear my hair I've been seeing it in some mirrors and I'm like wow she's shiny and also my nails haven't been breaking you know as frequently as they do between the two weeks that I get them done it's been helping me so much I'm also been using the pre-workout pink lemonade and this has been really helping me get through those after work workouts I work from 4 to 5 p.m and let me tell you before this pre-workout, I would be struggling after a strength session and walking on the treadmill. I would be screaming. But now, after I'm done with my strength workout, I am still pumped to get on that treadmill and last the entire hour of my workout. And also, it tastes really good. And I've never used pre-workout before, so I was a little nervous if it's it's gonna make me anxious and things like that. But this pre-workout has helped me so much with good long-lasting energy in a workout that doesn't carry on beyond the gym it's not like I can't fall asleep at night so these products have been very inviting and very easy to use where I've always been a little bit timid of going into protein powders and pre-workout because usually when I see them they're kind of intimidating to look at but First Form is such a wonderful brand they also have vegan options as well for protein powders collagen pre-workout so on and so forth and last but not least I'm also in love with their protein bars the chocolate chip cookie dough fan favorite of the house Nate and I love those protein bars we put in our bags in the morning and that's our little snack right before we work out so that way because you know that after work workout we are starving so having that protein bar right before the workout helps me sustain my energy and help with my muscle growth because those are the goals so if you are interested in exploring these products to improve your fitness journey, the links are in my show notes. And also feel free to DM me on Instagram at the Growth Mindset Gal for any questions that you may have on different types of products. Absolutely love, highly recommend. Growth Mindset Gang, I have an amazing offer to share with you. I have recently created a mindset coaching program. Now, if you're listening and you struggle with imposter syndrome, people pleasing, overthinking, needing external validation, low self-esteem, indecisiveness, perfectionism, fear of failure, or lack of confidence, this coaching program can be aligned and serve you. With this coaching program, you would sign up with me for three months to receive one-on-one coaching via Zoom. We would meet either weekly or bi-weekly for 45 minutes to about an hour and really get clear on your mindset journey and what's the woman or who's the woman you want to become. 
along with the weekly or bi-weekly Zoom calls with me, you would have a daily accountability messaging with me via Slack. So I do my daily check-ins with you and see how you're doing with your progress in between our sessions. You will also have access to the resource library that I will create where I will give you journal prompts. I will give you weekly self-reflection templates. I'll give you even book recommendations or we do a little mini book club together with a self-development book. Also, I'm going to be creating a Facebook group to also grow a community in this mindset coaching program. And if this feels aligned with you, you can also receive a huge investment discount if you are the first three to sign up with the three-month coaching program. If you are interested in this coaching program, you feel aligned, or you just want to talk to me and test it out and see if it works for you, you can click the link in my show notes to fill out a Google form to share with me what you want to work on and who's the woman that you want to become. How do you want to grow your mindset and fulfill and improve your mindset journey? And I will contact you. We hop on a discovery call for an hour and we talk about what are you struggling with right now? right? Where do you want to see yourself in three months? And I create a unique program just for you. And I'm here to be your coach, your supporter, and help you in your journey. So if this sounds amazing with you, or you just want to see and test it out, fill out that form. And when you fill it out, I'll contact you right away and help create a wonderful program to create your most authentic self. Okay, you guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you again, Sudejna, for having me on your podcast, the All-Time Chatter Podcast. So you guys, make sure to go follow her, listen to her podcast. She has amazing episodes as well. And if you enjoyed this episode, share it with someone who needs to hear it. Share it on your story and tag Sudejna and I in it. Let us know your major takeaways. Make sure to rate and follow me on Spotify. Rate, subscribe, and review on Apple Podcasts. And remember grow your mindset and look how far you'll go. I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Part of the Boundless Audio Podcast Network.